Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 253, recorded live at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by Ace High Graphics is your place for custom face masks, shirts, and hoodies. Visit them at acehighgraphics.com. Now, here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Hi, Candace. New year, new you, new me. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> We're like sprouts right at the edge of the Earth's crust, trying to break through, wanting to break through, but not quite sure if it's time yet. Oh, it's you know, January. Yeah, you you got a, a little bit of warm weather uh, graced its, itself in the Pacific Northwest, and you are already. Should we start the spring garden? And I was like, uh, nah, uh, Mother's Day okay. at the minimum. No, <laughs> no, maximum. February. No, everyone does that, and then they're like all complaining when they get six inches of snow in March, and all their seedlings are shot. Yeah, except for the peas and the lettuces, which are usually pretty happy, and the radishes and the beets. There's a whole bunch of crops that are happy. Yes, cold. you can do some cold weather cropage. That's good, good. fine. That's See, fine. But that's you didn't say that. You're like, do you think I could start up? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rebecca kind of inspired me. She got me thinking about gardening and garden stuff. She's, you know, she's out in the nature, in nature all the time, doing lots of planting and stuff. I'm really thinking about which crops and how can I do better at succession cropping this year. So that's not something I could really do in Minnesota as well. I mean, maybe if I knew what I was doing there, maybe, but the season there is much shorter because the winters are longer right. and the ground takes time to thaw, you know, whereas here the ground is thawed. I can dig all year round, you know? Yeah. Um, which is, yes, we can dig all around. And I was just thinking about, you know, January and getting ready for the, the spring and, and, and moving forward on that. But it's kind of hard um, just because of where we're at now as a country and as a nation. I mean, the last two weeks have been hugely changing, transformative, uh, chaotic, massively disappointing. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like um, maybe, and I know I'm not alone, a lot of people felt like we we lost something yeah on january 6th that that as a nation we we overall lost something mm -hmm. something that made us exceptional that did make us unique you know they always talk about american exceptionalism that we've lost it yes on many things i think we have but on that one thing I, I i felt that that was the really cool thing that was the one thing we were exceptional which was that peaceful transfer of power which has happened yeah. 200 you know for over 200 years and this time it didn't yeah you yeah know, which speaks volumes to the to the previous commander-in-chief, leader, president. Yeah, and the state that we've all been in. I mean, the last four years in America have made for an awful lot of ugliness that's at the surface. But there's been a lot of challenges even before that. I mean, we've we've got a, more of a run of like 30 or 40 years of increasing amount of divisiveness in our political realm. And yeah. That's, and that's created an emotional climate in our country no matter what your beliefs are and what side of the fence you might be standing on or climbing to or whatever, that's created a lot of anger. It's created a lot of shame. It's created a lot of um, grief. I mean, we, we have a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff that isn't healthful and hasn't helped us grow as a country that's been swirling around and it just keeps intensifying and intensifying. And now we're at the point where we've got the you know, alchemical essence, as it were, 
ready to, you know, it's, it's as intensified as it can possibly get now. And now we're in the middle of a crucible trying to burn away the stuff that isn't working. And that in itself, just that alone is really challenging. It's right. hard to be in that. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I, you know, we're recording this, um, we have to be recording this the day before the election um, the, the or the inauguration and, rather. Yes. You know, you and I have decided, um, based after what we saw January 6th that, you know, maybe it'd be better just to stay home at least half the day tomorrow during the inauguration during that period of time to yeah. kind of, if there's any uproar, just to kind of stay away from, from things, if you will. And, you know, obviously, you know, we live on one side of the town, we're on the West coast, so it's going to happen at like eight 45. It's going to start. And, you know, I'm For part us, of my yeah. new year's resolution as I'm biking in. So that takes me about 38 to 45 minutes, depending on me biking in. So, you know, getting in early enough and with the winter time still and yeah. all the darkness and it just might be better just to say, cause you know, I watched the previous inauguration because I was curious to see what was going to happen. Yeah. Not four it, years ago. Four yeah. years ago. And it didn't start well and it didn't continue on as, as, as I had hoped. I mean, the, the two days, you know, a day later, they're already you know lying about the crowd size for, for Jesus, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that just started the whole, the whole, that's okay. This is where we're going to, this is where we're at now. There's alternative facts and this is what we're doing. Yeah, it's been interesting to watch over the last four years. The question of what is the truth and what does the word truth even really mean right. has been arising. And it was arising before that in peripheral issues. You know, questions like, you know, gender and how do you even handle that? Gender, binary, not binary, all of those things were really, at their essence, questions about what is the core truth about being human. Right. And about being who I am, whoever the I is, you know, and, and, and how, how do I fit into the cul culture? How does our culture perceive all of that? What is the truth? And the question of what is the truth now has gotten to such an elementary level or an intensity that, you know, the question of how big is the crowd at the inauguration Yeah, was, it becomes was, a a political debate versus yeah. look at the pictures kind of can tell you what, you know, Yeah, they've been doing it long enough. They can estimate. Yeah. But, um, so I, I think about that time four years ago with, um, where I'm at today and wanting to watch it tomorrow and not wanting to watch it for the hope that something dramatic happens. No, I'm hoping for peace. I'm transition. actually hoping for, Nothing to happen. I want it to be very plain. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that it's just a presidential speech, a couple of readings by a poet or two, maybe a song, mm -hmm. swore in the Bible, bada bing, let's get to business, let's get to work. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm really looking forward to. That's what I'm hoping tomorrow for. Yeah. Versus the fact that we haven't heard, it's so nice not having the president in the news every single moment. Of every single day, of every single second. Yeah. So it's been great, and I think I'm hoping that that will be the the way forward. And I know, um, I know Biden already said he's not going to tweet. It'll be the president, office of the president. So <laughs> it'll be a communications director doing that. But you know, thank you. Anyway, so we were talking about you know, well, as loss a and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that Rebecca talked about was you know the idea of loss and growth and evolution and. I, 
am seeing that happen in our culture. I'm seeing that happen with everyone around me. Right. I'm feeling it happen. And it's been, I mean, from my perspective, I've been really working at for the past you know, couple of weeks, and I still think for a couple more weeks of just trying to observe, just observe, see what's happening, see where, what, what am I thinking or feeling as a result of whatever does or doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. Where am I at? Why, what, what's at the core of that? You know, how can I evolve if I don't take the time to witness my own reactions and to ask why, where are those coming from? You know, the stuff that's happening on the surface, you know, this happens in the news or, you know, in the political sphere or whatever, it doesn't directly affect me and my little life, but it definitely has a huge impact on my emotional, my emotions. Right. And the impact on my emotions I'm noticing for myself is much greater than the reality of how much that event did or didn't impact my actual life. You know, Mm -hmm. the milk still costs the same at the grocery store. I still have to gas the car, you know, however often, Mm -hmm. you know, all those normal things in life are still the same yet. I'm having a huge emotional reaction. So I've been thinking about how do I, how do I discover what some of those roots are and figure out why the emotional reaction is as big as it is. Which is kind of like, you know, therapy, what Rebecca works on with people. Right, right. Um. So you're looking at me like I'm a nut job again. <laughs> I turn everything into this big, giant opportunity to do a lot of self-examination. So in my big always turning everything into an opportunity to examine where I'm at and all of that. I've got my own set of things that I do. Right. You know, like I've got meditation. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of incense lately. I've been noticing, you know, she talked about the trees and her relationship with the trees, which got me thinking about the fact that a lot of the incense that I like to listen to, because that's the proper term for incense. Are you kidding me? You don't no, smell it, you listen to it? You, know, you listen to incense. Oh, oh that's good. That's I don't a, know exactly that's a whole why. Other show. But, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, incense itself is a whole other show. But I've been oh thinking. Oh my lord! <laughs> but I've been thinking about the 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 trees that contribute because a lot of the ones that I really like involve trees, like Palo Santo and frankincense have been two really important ones. Mm-hmm. The blends that I've been wanting to really experience lately have been, you know, usually centered on those one of those two, if not both. And they're both, you know, deeply cleansing trees. I mean, they help you. They help you clear your mind, clear your yourself, your energy field, so that you can just have some peace. Mm-hmm. And then, in that that peace and that stillness within, then you can actually safely or feel safe about looking at whatever it is right. that's got you upset. And they help you. My my experience of them is they help you to clear away, you know, okay, I'm looking at this thing inside me and I'm upset about it and I see it's connected to some past experience or some something I learned and an idea and ideology that I had and more emotions showing up. Oh my gosh, now I'm starting to feel, you know, upset or grief or whatever that's rising as a result of me looking at it. And the incense of Palo Santo or frankincense, almost it's almost like a friend coming over and saying, well, here, let me sweep that away and give you a little space so you can breathe again. Okay, now let's look at that again and see. And 
you keep looking at it and you keep having the emotion rise and then sweep it away and you look at it again. And at some point, the emotion isn't so strong. And at that point, you can actually start to work with whatever the issue is or was, you know, logic out whether or not it's even relevant anymore. Like my fears around biking, hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of bike accidents when I was a kid, a lot of bike accidents. And some of them were pretty unpleasant, you know? I mean, I walked home with some pretty, lots of blood. <laughs> you know, let's just put lots of blood gushing. Um, I never had an accident that caused permanent damage to my body, but definitely a lot of accidents that caused permanent damage to my psyche. <laughs> I had, I mean, any kid who rode a bike for as many years as we typically ride bike until we can suddenly drive a car, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're going to have accidents. Hell, I've had two accidents already on my bike. Uh, yeah. You've within, been biking. Yeah. a hundred miles of, of putting on my bike, I've had two accidents. Not that I did anything stupid. I just, okay. my wheel went into soft ground and I couldn't get it back up on a sidewalk. And the bike just said, nope. nope. And just dunk right over. Yeah. And my bike happens to be a cargo bike. So it's a little heavier than other yeah. bikes. So I couldn't even get a chance out of it. So yeah, yeah. I, I dumped it twice. Same problem each time. We went into the soft ground and that was it. I couldn't get up and out. Now, if I had knobbies on that tire, maybe, you know, knobby traction, maybe right. I could have gotten out of it. Right. But my bike isn't designed for off-roading. Right. So. But, um, yeah, we all have accidents and we all have to, you know, brush it off and that. It just seems like you have had an inordinate amount of accidents considering the disproportionate amount of miles you seem to have ridden. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I really didn't put that many miles on as compared to many, many young people. I mean, I, mean, I wore bikes out. Yeah, we sure, I sure did not. You know. Not wear out bikes. I mean, I wore out the brake pads apparently very early in the biking career and then didn't know you should replace them. So I rode without brakes, essentially, or with almost no brakes. Yeah, and, and back back in yeah. the 80s, they were red gummy brakes typically on most, mm -hmm. most bikes that we were getting. So they... I probably should have been replacing them like every, every two weeks. Season. I probably should have been replacing them. We had a hill, a big hill, a couple of big hills. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I it's an eraser on, on metal. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... Right. It's, it's going to wear. Right? Sure. But, you um, know, my 11-year-old self didn't have any clue about these sorts of things. Just well, no clue. Yes. Well, and, and and nobody around you did. I mean, and I, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I knew these things because I was mechanically inclined. I was always yeah. on my bike. I was putting miles on my bike. If something if it suddenly didn't start doing what it was supposed to do, like stopping, I, I yeah. would, I would, I, I had the... You knew how to I look into it. I was in a small it. town. I could easily go to the quote-unquote bike shop, which was the hardware store with the little yes. bike area, and ask the guy behind the counter, says, my bike won't stop. And he yeah. looked at it and he says, you need brakes. And then I would buy brakes and then I would yeah. put them on. Yeah. And then I knew that, oh, I had to yeah. do brakes. Yes, and I lived in a suburban neighborhood far from the closest bike or hardware shop. Right. So it wasn't accessible. And I, at that age, I wasn't even allowed to just go out biking for you know across yes. town i it just I understand. you know i mean I know. it was I'm, a big city you know the funny part is i visited my hometown recently and it's gotten so much smaller i mean it was smaller when i visited <laughs> 15 years ago but now it just feels tiny right uh, yeah because you're used to a much bigger city that might be the case and you've grown but you know when and you know uh, finn our son just just he remarked at something the other day uh, about the size or the distance of something. He's like, God, this used to be so far away. And 
this was so i just mm-hmm. remember this being so big i said yes because you were so small yeah yeah said, you, you've changed now you're bigger the distances are different the spatial awareness is different so yeah you know you this how it is and, and your memory is different yeah you know yeah. um and my memory of my little hometown was obviously bigger than i thought it was yeah right because it was tiny yeah. I mean, my dad gave it me a tour of the, all the changes that happened in, in the last 15 years. And oh, that took you 15 minutes. Yeah, we drove to the town. It was a 10 minute, 10 yeah. minute circle. I'm like, oh, that's it? Jeez. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I've noticed that for you, it seems like biking and getting out and just getting physical has been one of your ways of dealing with or, you know, clearing that emotional baggage that keeps you from really evolving. Yeah. Um, you know, this last few months before, um, you know, during the winter and stuff, my, um, one of my, one of my pastimes, um, has been golf. Yeah. Partly because I can be with friends and we don't have to wear masks and we can have some, some semblance of a yeah. normal pastime. Yeah. You can keep enough social distance when you're golfing and yet still chat. Right. And, and yeah. um, but with the cooler weather and yeah. light and, you know, we just we stopped, right? Yeah. And rain. And so we stopped. So um, I was finding that I wasn't doing anything. And I also noticed in the last few months that uh, my weight gain had got back up. I'm still lower than I was when I started last year, which is really good. Yeah, that is so really good. It was like I almost knew COVID was coming and I prepped for it. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> you know, uh, but I was still at a net loss for the year, but I was back. I had gained half of what I had lost. Right. And I kept thinking about, well, how can I get out to the gym? And I can't. They're closed. There's no way to get to them easily. There's just not a way to do it. And I don't have a place at home for it. Um, but the idea now was, well, let's do this and let's kill two birds, one stone, or maybe three even. Um, work out. So I have physical activity to help with stress and help with, with all of that. Lose weight. Bonus. And good for the environment. Because now I don't have to bring a whole other vehicle to the office. Right? Right. So how is that helping you evolve? Well, it's helping me evolve because I think that um, I'm looking at things a little bit differently now. My day is different now. I'm evolving to a slower pace of the day, mm-hmm. you know, because I have to make room for bike riding. I have to make room for that space. It's like making room when you said when I used to have to commute across the city. It was a 45-minute commute, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to make space for that. I have to leave yeah. earlier. I have to leave later, whatever it was. Now I have to do that again. I have to evolve a little bit. But with bike riding, it's much more solitude than in the car. And yeah. I know that sounds weird, but it is. Well, I mean, in the car, you put on your music or whatever or your podcast, and you're not really alone anymore. And you can chat with friends on the phone very easily. On the phone, yeah, if you want to, sure. Yeah. You should hey, not be texting while you're in the car no, that's, driving. That's, that's, okay, kids. If you're a passenger. Okay, kids, safety, safety tip. Just saying. Um, but yeah, and I think, you know, in a way it becomes, uh, uh, there's a meditative state that you get involved when you're going and you're biking and you're just, you're biking. Mm-hmm. Granted, I have to watch for signs and I have to watch for traffic and I have to you know, do all yeah. those things, but there's just a different part of it when you are on the road by yourself doing it. More freedom too, because I can go places cars can't go and I can do, I can go into parks, I can go to other places that you can't do with a car. So that's evolved. I think that's helping me evolve. And you know, I am enjoying being done when I get done with biking. I enjoy the feeling of it. So that there's a euphoric feeling of when I get done until there's that moment. So that's when the endorphins have finally kicked in, and it's really nice. And it's I like having that. I, I miss having that from weightlifting. Yeah, it's a good counterpoint to the heaviness of the changes that we've been going through 
in the like political, economic, health spheres of our lives as a collective. I mean, yeah, all of us. Another thing too is I don't have to wear a mask when I ride my bike. I don't. It's, that it's, is nice. It's just nice being out. Yeah, and not having to. I mean, people do, but I don't. I, mean, I imagine that if you lived in a larger city, like you know, near Boston, where Rebecca lives. I could see where wearing a mask would be something you'd really probably want to do because even on the cold days, even even on the cold days, they're going to have a lot of traffic. There's going to be a lot of people out. Yeah, there about. might be. And and yeah. as the as the weather progresses and gets warmer, which you know this is going to happen, obviously, and there might be more people on the roads, more pedestrians, more people on the bike paths. Yeah. And I may have to do that. But the other thing too, if it's open air and it's windy, like it usually is and sunny, I'm not as concerned about it as being in a closed room, closed proximity, closed group of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sacred Blossom Farm blends the best living herbal teas. Hand-scale farming, no pesticides, no herbicides, no additives. Simply the best herbal tea you've ever had. Get yours today at sacredblossomfarm.com. How about you? I, like I said, I've been doing the incense and the meditation. I've been working with various plants to, you know, just create stillness and relaxation for myself. So what are some of the plants that you've been working with? One of the ones I've been doing a lot of is just green tea. I've been surprised at how much green tea, not black or oolong or white, but green is very specifically calling. And it's green tea is linked with um, there's like scientific studies linking it with anti-anxiety and calming the nervous system. So I'm thinking that that's probably part of it. Black tea tends to have, black and oolong teas both tend to have more stimulant properties than green. White is the one with the least amount of stimulant properties. Yeah, in my mind, the least flavor too, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, That's yes, you. you know, I like to be punched in the mouth with my beer and my coffee, my wine. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I, I like I like very large flavors. Now, I will be honest with you, though, the last few times you've had tea, I've like, oh, maybe I should have a glass of that, too. Yeah. So. Well, you're getting there. You, you'll evolve eventually. <laughs> well, I think, I, you know, when you do have it, I think um, you've had it at night and it's nice to just have a warm glass of tea. I mean, I am doing the, like many, 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 many other people after a whole year of uh, COVID and, and alcohol consumption that that um, went beyond more normal. Yeah, um, I've decided that January is a dry month for me, and um, you know, green tea at night might be nice too. Yeah. So I'm drinking a lot of water, people. Yeah, well, I've also <laughs> been drinking a lot of dandelion root tea every morning. I take a cup of that, and I make it, you know, reasonably strong, so that you know I'm supporting liver health and and all of that because your liver does a lot of you know, processing of all this stress hormones, all the estrogen-based hormones, mm. which includes obviously estrogens, but it also includes all the stress hormones. So your liver's processing all of that and life's been stressful and emotional. Yeah, it has been. And I mean, I'd like, I think I should probably get onto doing that too, maybe in the morning. So when I get to the work office, make some dandelion tea. Yeah, that's, you know, I've been noticing that it's helpful and I like having it just one cup in the morning seems to do well for me for the day. Mm -hmm. So that's been another one that, you know, I've been using as a support through all of this. Um, I've also been dealing with you know, picking up herbs for helping me sleep because insomnia has been, I might be able to stay fairly stable and feel fairly comfortable through the day. 
at night my Aquarian side kicks in and I really can't get my mind to stop moving. I, I've had restless sleep. I've been waking many times. My dreams are scattered and intense and chaotic. And I wake up and then my mind is racing. It takes forever to fall asleep again. I mean, it's, you know, stress-induced insomnia. And um, I've been reaching for herbs like valerian and milky oats and skullcap to help settle that. You know, milky oats helps soothe your nerves and nourish them. Skullcaps right. helps mind, you know, the racing mind to settle down. And valerian is just my favorite sedative. I even, love that even stuff. Even dirty socks. Oh my God, it's heavenly. <laughs> it is heavenly. Passion flower is another one I think that is in that mix too, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous flower. And yeah, it's a sedative, but honestly, it's a very uplifting kind of sedative. Valerian gets you really down in the dirt, you know, snuggled in right. like a sleeping bear. Mm. And passion flower to me is more like it puts you up on that cloud. Like imagine the little angel babies on the cloud floating along. They're, they're the ones drinking the passion flower and mama bears drinking the valerian. So I guess it puts me in mama bears den, but <laughs> so those are, those are the ones that I'm reaching for as my primary ones to help me get through the insomnia and settle it down. I'm still, I mean, days are, some days have been really hard to keep moving just cause I'm so tired, you know? I've been exceedingly tired over the last uh, few weeks, maybe even a little longer. Yeah. And I'm a little more run down, and I'm not sure if it's what it is necessarily. The acupuncture said it, it was a little bit of being anemic, so I'm looking at ways to increase iron, but also energy in general. Um, taking this herbals thing called tang the sea wu-tang yeah. yeah every time you say that i think of the wu-tang clan and i want I know, to rap funny. but it's funny um, yeah me but, too i do too but, actually you know <laughs> so maybe this is a new rap band um but anyway and i'm not even sure what's in it all i know is that i take three a day and i suck on them and you also had this made this other tea that one of the flavors in that that herbal tea that you made and it's got i think it has mushrooms in it and a few other things yeah um is in there's a it's the same herb as in the, the these tablets, the caps or tablets that I'm sucking on, if you will, because I don't want to make the tea. I just suck on it. Well, you can just swallow them. You don't have to even. Oh, I really? I thought uh, I had to release those bad boys. I've, I've told you like five <laughs> times. <laughs> I thought you were make a tea. It speaks to how much stress you're under that you know. you've asked, and I've spoken five times, and you've not really quite been able to grasp that, yeah, you can just swallow them. They're pills. I mean, technically, Si Wu Tang means um, tea, because I think Tang means tea, okay. but they're tea pills. It's a Chinese formula. Uh, yeah. I don't remember everything that's in it, but it's a Romania-based formula. So Romania is a root used in Chinese medicine, um, and I don't remember all of the properties offhand, because I didn't like study up to make sure I'd remember this before the podcast. Right. Uh, but I, it's I threw that at you. Yeah, you did kind of. But that's okay. It's a good it's a really good one for um what Chinese medicine calls building blood and helping to improve digestion. So it cools your digestive tract, which I believe really functions well when your your digestive tract becomes overheated or it's not it's like um 
I would say it's got toxins because that sounds like very woo-woo hippie. And but it when your digestive system is overloaded and it's not absorbing well, it's mm -hmm. not doing its job as well. Mm -hmm. Romani is one of the ones that kind of slows everything down and helps you to take in the nutrients better oh. and make better use of them. It's often included in formulas for women at um, menopausal stages or perimenopause or people who are going through a lot of stress or need to rebuild, um, like for instance, after an illness. It's included in some other formulas. I mean, it's in a lot of formulas, but I'm not super well-versed in the whole entire pharmacology of Chinese medicine. But I do know there's one I've been taking that is, it's called Six Flavor Pills in English, and I think Romani is in that mix as well and it's typically used for children okay so it's a digestive soother for children because you know i'm childlike <laughs> see wu-tang is a one that i like i come back to it but i have to take a much lighter dose of it because it can be a pretty strong formula but for where you're at it had made makes a lot of sense yeah i mean it's, i'm still i mean i'm not it's not giving, it's not pepping energy, if you will. It's not doing that. And I'm still you know, deciding how to move forward on, you know, one of the, one of the, yeah, we'll figure that out, but I'm not sure yet how okay. I'm going to move forward on, on some of the other issues there with, with that. Yeah. The question of whether to continue to be vegetarian is a big one that I know has been weighing on you. Well, yeah. Cause you know, if you take a Venn diagram of what you can eat, <laughs> I know and what I can eat. And are willing to eat, right? Yeah. And you put them together side by side, and then you and then you find the commonalities between them. The sliver of commonality between them is getting tighter, smaller, and tighter, and tighter. And one of the places that you and I have almost always in our marriage, in our partnership, and everything have come together on has been food. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's to the point, or it's getting to the point where. You have your food needs, yeah. I have my food needs, and there's not much in the middle that they're they're both meeting on. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that when I was much, much younger, I used to look at the um, cultural practice in India of arranged marriages and think, oh, this is terrible, you know, how how could people do this? And I, one of the pieces of that, it's a that's a huge like whole nother discussion and i had a very simplistic idea of what it was and as i've grown and learned more about ayurvedic practice one of the things that arose at one point is that when you're looking at long 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 ago part of why arranged marriages arose was sure politics and a lot of other things but one of the pieces was if you come from a family that has predominantly kapha energy for instance it's generally going to be a lot harder for you to marry someone with, let's say, Vata energy because the foods that you eat and the conditions that you need to thrive are radically different. Kapha needs one set, Vata needs something else, Pitta yet something else. And way, way, you know, centuries ago, because of that, that pr cultural practice, families tended to stick to family other, you know, mixing with other families that were a little bit more similar in terms of their very basic, you know, food and medicine needs, right? which on many levels makes an awful lot of sense. You and I don't happen to have 
the same needs. We have some inner, some overlap, but you know, we're not the same. And I can see where the stress of that can be challenging in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I can see why families of, you know, centuries ago might've said, yeah, maybe not so much with having that challenge. It's hard enough just to you know, survive. Well, maybe that's the case. Um, and, may, I, and I don't know, maybe we're as modern people we have because of our modern diets, we mm -hmm. have things that have happened in our food that wasn't there ages we ago. We definitely have that too. Yeah. Right. And, and often, um, my understanding of the way that Ayurvedic medicine tends to view most people who come from Western Europe is that they tend to be of mixed doshas. So there's the, you know, kapha pitta or vada kapha or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you and I are both mixed dosha types and we share one dosha, but the other, the others are, you know, the way it's all weighted is different. Right. I mean, so anyway, that's another avenue of stress for us right now is. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been seeing that the the mushroom tea that we made because we made it the, the the tea that you don't like drinking. Yeah, I know, I know, it's good for me. I understand that. I get it. And all <laughs> you kids out there, drink your herbal teas when your when your herbalist gives it to you because it's important. And I know they suck, <laughs> <laughs> but just drink them anyway. <laughs> yeah, that one is one that's more. That was about helping regain a little bit of energy. I included shiitake mushrooms with our. Those are just good nutritive and slightly adaptogenetic, adaptogens, uh, but mostly they're good nourishing ones. And then I added some white peony and some faux tea, which is both of those are like blood movers. So it helps your body have energy and, and move what it's got. Yeah. And, and, and um, along those lines, since you're not, you know, selling it to people, you don't have to make it taste good. No, I don't. But the funny thing is it tastes good to you. I know. It tastes very good to me. You like it. Yeah. A lot. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you can drink this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, a lot of times the medicine I need tastes really good to me. But I've noticed for you, a lot of times the medicine you need does not taste good to you. And the medicine that's not good for you tends to be what tastes really good for you. So the stuff that reinforces the imbalance you already have is often what you gravitate toward. <laughs> I don't know why, but, and for me, a lot of times I'll feel that pull, but it feels distinctly different than tasting good. It's like a craving, but it doesn't actually taste great. It doesn't fulfill the craving. So then I go in the opposite direction and usually that fulfills the craving. It's all about the uh, pleasure line. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And our brains, our minds are wired very differently when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, what's pleasurable for me typically is what's also good for me. And my mind is just more wired that way, but it isn't always the choice I make. And I try to convince myself things like Reese's peanut butter cups are really good for me. So I should eat them. Yeah, I notice how you get those in the house, too. You know you're not supposed to have them. But you, oh, you but I do anyway. I find a but way. You'll, but you'll signal to me, hey, wouldn't wouldn't they be good? Dude? Wouldn't, they feel, wouldn't they taste good right about now? Nature finds a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and before you know it, I'm, hey, Finn, let's drive me to the grocery store. So 
<laughs> well, you know, mama's got to do what mama's got to do. Right. So I don't know. I really, you know, back to talking about enjoying talking with Rebecca. I enjoyed talking with her. I like her approach to melding the plants and the healing and the therapy. And just that acceptance she has, you know, mm -hmm. wherever you're at, it's okay, you know. And I, I really appreciate that about her and her way of practicing. Yeah, for sure. And it was an interesting story. I never would have picked her as someone that lived on the East Coast and the West Coast. And right. Kind of had a little bit of an adventure in life. It just goes to show you that you really can't, you don't know somebody until you start really getting past the surface. Yeah. Then yeah. you can figure out what makes them really tick and why they do what they do. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess, um, you know, with that, <laughs> ending on a on a more somber note, um, you know. Well, it's been a somber few weeks. I mean, you know, I'm walking around with rocks in my pockets, trying to keep myself grounded and protected, trying to keep myself uplifted yeah. at the same time. All I can say you know? is, you know, everyone out there, just one foot forward, keep moving. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our people that lived through the Depression and lived through the Spanish flu and did all this stuff. They just kept one foot going forward and they kept moving forward. Keep it's hard. Moving. It's difficult. And for a lot of people, I mean, we've, we've been very lucky getting through what we've gone through so far. And I know that other people are not as lucky, but just persevere. It will, it will be better. Yeah. And I would also add to that, be willing to examine what comes up for you as it comes up and be willing to let go and allow your ideas or your thoughts or your expression to change. Yeah, I mean, obviously, change. we weren't as a society, global society, we weren't making changes. Yeah. So, so Mother Nature said, "Hey, they y'all are gonna make some, to changes make some changes now." now. So, so with that, put an herb on it. Herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration (FDA) and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.